Welcome to Friend Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law Dan Laws. Welcome to episode 38 of the PWP, Rhett and Ron and Buffalo Brian. 38. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, a long way. We're inching closer to that magical 5-0. Actually, I think I said that last week. You say it every week <laughs> since week one. No, actually. Another week left. I only, I only said that last week. Um, no no, uh, no hockey to talk about this week. Cause, uh, oh, wait a minute. He's in the... Uh... Oh, yeah. I talked about that show. Yeah, there's no hockey this week because we're done. Um, what, what do you mean but... we're done? Our fall season it was ended last week, and I already talked about last week's game. So there was no game this Thursday, yesterday. So, um, but before we get into your uh, into your week, uh, just to remind everybody, of Pride Wings Podcast on Facebook, Twitter at Pride Wings Pod, and email us at Pride Wings Podcast at gmail.com. And I got the Twitter to work on Podbean so I can share the link on Twitter as well as Facebook. So if you if you get us on Twitter, you can also join the link on on Twitter as well as Facebook. So how was uh, anything new for you guys this week? Uh, no hockey? No, I'm I'm a pretty boring guy. Yeah, well, you need to get on the ice. Oh, I do want to mention um, just a quick fantasy hockey update. Um, well, I ended up playing. We played. Uh, I played Rant and Ron's team uh, last week. It ended uh, Monday, I believe, it was one of the weekends on fantasy hockey. I was eleven and one. Hottest team in the fantasy league, and I got blown out. I have no idea why or how, but I got blown out to a freaking team that's got nobody. Nobody blew you out. (laughs) But obviously, they were were somebody's that week. (laughs) So, the first place, Nashville Pred Wings. Well, I think I'm still in first place, but I'm not 11 1 anymore. That really hurts. Oh, yeah, it hurts. Hurts. Nothing. Yeah, especially since I don't get anything for winning. But still, I I haven't come in. I have I haven't come in first in a fan in a fantasy sports in like a long time. So I'm in a dry spout. Well, I guess we can just move on right into the show now. Um. Oh yeah, we're uh we're we're. I don't know if you want to. If you want to take this uh, about the Twitch uh, stream coming. Yeah, I'll let Brian take that. Follow us, Fred Wings Podcast on Twitch. We haven't done a live yet, but coming soon. It's coming. We're bringing it. We're going to be big. Huge. 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 Uh. So I guess we can move right into the recaps. Um, the Wings had a pretty busy week, didn't they? No, not really. Oh. Um, <laughs> Busier than the Preds. 
Well, well, the Preds had their their dad's week. Yeah, the one game uh, at Tampa Bay. Well, if you call it a game. Yeah, I mean Detroit had they had a little bit of a, um. Well, I don't want to say a long streak, but they they played Vegas on Saturday. Uh, just wasn't a good outing. I mean, again, you're playing a playoff team, and this is a trend that's that's starting to concern me a little bit. Is as they're playing top tier teams, you know, those that are playoff teams, they're they're just not at the same. I don't want to say compete level because I, I put them against Toronto recently last week, I think it was, where they played very well all game long. They just weren't getting the bounces. They weren't getting the, you know, it, it just they didn't have the luck on their side that a team like Toronto with Austin Matthews, like those guys get the bounces, dry side, the, all those guys like that, they just find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. Lucky bounce or not, they just find a way to put it there. And, you know, but Detroit competed against Toronto. Vegas, you know, coming in on Saturday last week, d- didn't really impress me. They they were slow. They were sluggish. They didn't come out to play. Um, just just wasn't a good outing. Following that up on Sunday, you know, they, they go into Columbus looking for a win. Now, I know Buffalo, Brian, you're going to be talking Columbus as well at some point. But Columbus is not a top-tier team. Columbus is a, you know, a bottom feeder you know, no no disrespect to Columbus. They're just in a rebuild. They're going through what Detroit went through the last few years. They've got, got you know, Zach Wierenski, a huge building block for them. But they're in that rebuild phase. They're going to have a several, you know, a couple, at least a couple of, of down years. I don't want to compare myself to another team like that who's just now entering into that rebuild phase. You know, teams like Buffalo, who's, who's at probably the same pace as Detroit, within the rebuild um those are the teams that i want to compare them against now you got vegas who just took it to us but following up to columbus we took that game four to two you know it just again it wasn't you know it wasn't a huge excitement for me because columbus again is just not a team that can come out and and really compete um but then we come out, you know, we play Tampa Bay. Now, now this is a team that I could see Detroit comparing themselves to. Tampa Bay's, you know, multiple Stanley Cup champion team. They've got, you know, Steven Stamkos is still out there playing the best hockey of his, of his life still. And this is a team that I want to see Detroit do well against. So big night, you know, Lalone back in, in Tampa Bay. Um, Blashill playing his old team, you know, kind of got both both sides of the ice, um, you know, and kudos to Tampa Bay in this game, by the way, because they had a, a really nice tribute to, to Lalone. It was very classy. And I hope and I hope, it, you know, any Red Wings fans that are listening to this, give the same respect back to Blashill when he comes back to Detroit. You know, he, he led us through some dark times in Detroit. You can't put it all on him. Just didn't work out. Hopefully he's got a great fit in Tampa Bay and give him the respect that he deserves when he comes back to, to Little Caesars. Um, but, yeah, we, we beat Tampa Bay. That that win felt good. But moving into yesterday, you know, finishing up their Florida trip, they go home to Florida, and I shouldn't say home, but they're playing Florida um, – and it just, it wasn't close. Detroit had, you know, a very, 
difficult time breaking entry into the zone. I mean, that was just, it was not very good. They could not get that offensive pressure started at any point during that game. And it was just, it was really tough to watch because, you know, these are guys that are coming out of Tampa Bay where they could have done a blind pass through the legs, you know, halfway down the ice and it would have, would have been on somebody's tape of their stick. This game was just, it was sloppy. There was a lot of neutral zone, um, you know, losing the puck in the neutral zone. It, it just, it wasn't a good level of compete for this team. And it, it just, it, it was a bad loss. I think this is one of the worst losses that they've had uh, that they just didn't come out and compete in. You know, Buffalo is probably the last one. You know, Boston, as as Dose, you know, I don't know if, if he's on tonight or not, but, you know, he had mentioned that, you know, Detroit felt like they were in that game even when, when they were losing five to nothing. And, you know, you get that feeling. But I didn't get that in Buffalo, and I didn't get that in Florida. And Florida is the team that, that you have to feel that type of, you know, they give the compete, you know, all 60 minutes, and they just weren't there. So, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing yesterday to uh, to watch that game. Um, but hopefully they can turn it around. You know, we got a couple of big games coming up and, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be tough, but I, I think Detroit can, can hang if they come out and play their games. We'll get to that a little bit later, but that, that's, that's all I've got right now on, on the Detroit front. Um, you know, you want to kick it over to, uh, to Buffalo Brian or D-Law, you want to jump in? Uh, let's Let's uh, hear what Bro- Buffalo Brian has to say about the Sabers. Ooh, I can't wait to hear this. Sabres. This is going to be good. You boys need to start watching this team. You had a great week. Can't say that very often. And I've been saying that. I've been saying that you got to watch the Sabers. Well, now you do. So, where do we even start? Three games this past week, uh, six points. We were able to get five tonight's um, game is the only one we didn't get a point back from or two points from. We lost in overtime due to a five-minute Jeff Skinner cross-check to the face of Gensel, I believe it was. He had a penalty with like 20 seconds left in the game, which carried over to overtime, and then... Pittsburgh scored in overtime to win it. But other than that, 18 goals in the past three games this week. 6-3 versus the Sharks. 9-4 versus Columbus. I said 9. 9 goals to 4. And then 4-3 overtime loss this tonight to Pittsburgh. Now, who would you say... I was just going to say... I I got a question. Who would you say... I mean, there's... You've got one player, obviously, but the hot hand right now, who who would you say is the hottest hand in Buffalo? It's tough. Really tough. That's got to be my favorite. <laughs> I won't even say his name. He can't. He can't say it because last year he bashed the Sabres for signing this kid to a huge contract. Well, because he played, what, one season? He had, like, ten goals? Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a young kid. Like, it's, it's his rookie se- Let the kid grow. Look what he's doing now. Like, Yeah, that's I mean, why you don't give him a contract right off the bat. But, but hold on. Who, who, now look at the contract. 
That's right. Wow. Now look at it. Look at what he's going to do next year, probably. Who knows? He even started on that contract. He might not he's even have hit his ceiling other yet. Other contract. But, but we, we cut him off. Uh, Buffalo Brian, tell us, who, who's the hot hand in your opinion in Buffalo right now? It's, it's tough. It's really tough. But I'm going to go with Tage Thompson. Columbus I mean, it's hard game, not to. Five goals, one assist. I mean, the, fastest, the kid's on fire. He has fastest four goals to start a game in NHL history. It's like a second or third year. What is he, second year? Third year? Probably third year. So he's a third-year he, guy in the NHL. He hasn't even hit his peak yet. But here's the scary thing. While you say Tage Thompson, you know, Buffalo is just going to continue to unleash their Tage on anybody that comes their way with this kid out there. <gasps> but you've got Jack Quinn, who's put up 14 points in his last 14 games. I mean, they just have so many different threats out there that, are, that you know, Buffalo's coming together as a complete team, and I think they're just one goaltender away from, from – Going to the Stanley Cup. I'm not going to go that far, but they do That's have I, five. I believe that. They have five players that have at least a point per game. Tage Thompson has 41 points, 27 games. He's currently on pace for 63 goals. He has 21, 20 assists, 41 points. Um, oh, so is Ovechkin. Yeah, that's Ovechkin. This is Tate Thompson. See, but that's, I mean, it's its very difficult because we could be talking about the next Ovechkin right here on this show. And he looks a lot like him, too. In about a foot and a half time. Gray hair. He's got that slapper. He's got that gray, the one-timer and gray <laughs> He does. No, he, he, he does. Um, you know, and, and for being such a big guy, he just finds the open areas of the ice and he'll make you pay from anywhere. I mean, his hands are sweet. His, his, he's got a nice slap shot from the, from the, you know, from the face off circle. I mean, yes, yeah, this, this kid's a complete player, I think. Yeah. So every week I'm going to start doing, my little segment. We're going to call it the Tuck versus Eichel Watch. Okay. Um, as you probably know, Jack Eichel was traded from Buffalo to Vegas for Alex Tuck and a couple other pieces. And so, how did that feel initially? Like, I'm not a Buffalo fan, and I know D-Law isn't either. But as a Buffalo fan, you draft this kid. I mean, it, it, it's between um, – well, I didn't McDavid, think it was between what McDavid and and Eichel. Yeah, it was. Like it was number Eichel one, number two, draft. and and Buffalo. Yeah, well, Edmonton got that number one pick because for the fifth year in a row, or seems like we're the fifth year in a row. Yeah, and that's that's another where yeah we're not going to get into that. Trust me, as a Wings fan, I do not want to get into that. Oh, that could but, be another hot topic for another top show. Yeah, of course. That's um, the best. I moved on from that. But how did it feel when you found out that this guy who was, 
you know, essentially the second coming of God to Buffalo. Like he was going to come, he was going to make Buffalo, Buffalo great again. Um, you know, he was the guy that was going to take the Sabres to the next level. And to see him leave Buffalo as early as he did as, as a face of a, of a franchise like that, how did it feel as a Buffalo fan? So I can tell you exactly where I was, how it felt. The days before leading up to the trade, there was rumors he was going to Calgary for, I don't remember the pieces coming back, but there were decent pieces and I was, him and Han, I mean, Jack Eichel's Jack Eichel. He is a very good hockey player, world class. And yes, we tanked, as a lot of people will say, to get him. And as a Sabres fan, for the past 11 seasons, I've had to endure no playoffs, very bad teams, like six, seven coaches, five or six GMs. And I had to watch a superstar just struggle because he had no talent. Um, but it was very exciting because Alex Tuck, is a player who I've wanted to be on the Sabres for a long time. He's a local boy from Syracuse, which is an hour from where we are. Yep. And he was a Sabres fan as a kid. So as soon as I heard him coming back, I was ecstatic. And the other piece, Peyton Krebs, I heard a lot of good things about him. He was one of the top prospects in Vegas. He came here, played for the Amherst. Did a decent job, then got called up to the Sabres. He's not having the greatest season, but... He's still young, though. He's Yeah, he's still young. <clears throat> um, so, for this segment, I'm just going to, every week, update who's the winner of the trade. It's going to change weekly, probably, but currently it's almost tied head-to-head. Alex has yeah, 27... Well... Go ahead. Well, well, I don't know about that because Eichel's, Eichel's injured. Uh, well, he was injured for a couple of games, but yeah, but that plays um, into it. But that pl- that but that I, plays a huge part of it because if you trade somebody away, and and now your person is scoring goals, and and the person you traded away is injured, you dodged a bullet. So that's that's not you can't you can't say oh it's an unfair comparison because it certainly is. Now, another argument you could say is that Eichel would have more goals if he had played those extra games. That I could get on board with. But you can't say that that Buffalo wishes they had it now. I just can't jump on board with that. But I think Tuck is a better fit in Buffalo than Eichel was in fit. I don't want to say Eichel. I don't want to say Eichel is probably a, a better fit, you know, in in Vegas. But I, as far as uh, Tuck, I, I even when Eichel was playing at his best in Buffalo, which I don't really think there was much of it. Um, I think I just think Tuck is better for the team and for the city and for the fans than Eichel was, even though the fans loved Eichel. That's, and, oh, well, and that's why it's oh, so hard. It's, crap. But that's why it's so hard because you know Eichel is that figure, that face. Well, 
you know, I just Tuck is not that he didn't come hyped as much as Eichel. Um, I do agree that he's a better fit. I do agree with with Buffalo Brian that he is a, a local boy, so it's nice to have him here playing. You know, in the area that he grew up in, and I'm guessing played all throughout this area. Um, so yeah, that is that is awesome. Yeah, I noticed it. I know the stats are even, so I, I don't know if you want to just go by stats alone because there's so much involved in, you know, there's a lot more, you know, like I mentioned, there's like a team to fit in the team, which also, which will ultimately uh, add to production. Yeah, if, but I mean, that's, that's, that's getting, pretty, happen, but that's getting and, pretty granular. I mean, we we could peel the onion back even farther and say, well, how many draft picks were given up? What did those draft picks produce and become? But exactly. we, we, we keep going down the rabbit hole. It I might be. Just, I think you just go points across the board or, or uh, Brian, what, what were you saying? You, you're, th- you're going to go points. You're going to discuss the comparison. Um, and then we, we rudely. I'm just comparing Jack and uh, Tage or sorry, Alex. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's other pieces to this trade. So what I'm going to do weekly is just see how they're two of them are doing versus one another. Add yeah, in cause... the draft picks, mm-hmm. Peyton Krebs. If they're even, Sabres win because you have all this other uh, collateral players and yeah, collateral. So I mean, you get more that... for the you get more out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe Jack was a I don't want to say the word cancer but he was a cancer in the locker room now do you think he was do you think he was a cancer in the locker room or hold on hold on or do you think it was more or possibly could have been more of and I'm thinking of this you know on, on you know the shoe fits you know on both feet um but if you if you think about it, everybody hyped this story immediately. As soon as the word got out, the word Eichel and trade in the same sentence, I mean, it was a media storm. Everybody wanted to be the first to report it. And the way that it was reported absolutely made it sound like it was a cancerous situation. But do you think it could just been the anticipation, not knowing when and where or how it was going to happen, that... And I don't know. I don't know the the scenario as well as others may. Obviously, I wasn't there. But could this have been a media hype rather than... Because it doesn't seem like there was bad blood when he came back to Buffalo. It's like they got some booze and he came out and said, yeah, they just wish I was on the team. Then he comes back and says, you know, which could possibly be a PR stunt. But he goes, you know, I, I truly loved my time in Buffalo. You know, I just, you know, I know they wish that I was on their team still and you know, I was a part of the city. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard to think that he, he would do it maliciously or that, that there was a cancer, but there there could be. I mean, it very well could have been a, that he was a cancer or a distraction. Yeah, he... I, I don't know, but I just feel he hurt the team more than he made it better. In the locker room, yeah, at least. Yeah, I, I could see that. But but if I'm if I'm Buffalo, I take that trade every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, 
the whole reason why he was traded was he was injured. He had disagreement with the team about his surgery he wanted to have. Yep. He had a neck surgery that had never been done for the NHL players before. And the Sabres were worried about what would happen to him in the future. And I mean, yeah, I mean, but you got to, I mean, it's just hockey and and professional sports in in general is just such a strange concept altogether, which we can get into in another show. I'm not going to, you know, beat this down, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if I go out and I buy, you know, a half a million dollar, which is a lot of money here in our neck of the woods, a half a million dollar rental property. Well, it depends on who you are. Right. But if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy that and and put it on the you know on the water, I want to make sure that I'm gonna be getting that money back. I'm I'm gonna be recuperating that money. And it just didn't seem like, you know, that was, it just didn't seem like that was gonna be the case with, with the whole, you know, Eichel and you know having him leave. They you know if if he gets hurt, they lose their investment. That money's gone. He's not playing. Detroit saw that with Johan Franzen. They signed him to this astronomical deal. I think he just ended his contract in 2018 or 2019, but the guy hasn't played since like 2009. So again, well, these guys are an investment. So you go out and you you buy this nice property. Let's say you want it to to produce money for you. If Eichel goes out and gets his surgery, and now he can never play hockey again, your investment is now shot. So- and while this was going on, Vegas is going through that salary uh, cap thing, and oh, geez, I don't even want to go there. But so they, you know, they had they needed something, you know, like that. So they were probably one of the other teams that um, they didn't. I don't think they really unloaded a lot of salary though, because I don't think Tuck uh, made that much um, in Vegas. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember what his salary was in in Vegas. We're not even going to talk about their salary, and the way they handled that. That ruined their team last year. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but hold on, we we got way off off track. You know, we we caught Brian off. He was talking about the the Eichel trade. He said it. You know, we we got through that. Um, anything else on the Buffalo front that you wanted to hit? Any. Um, any other game information, recaps that you want to throw out there? Only other thing I have, AHL watch, uh, the Emmerich suck. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, well, I... We'll let you dig into that I, later on. Yeah. Um, I suppose I have one game i got to recap. Uh, like, it was a really light week. Um, was it the were... game? I don't know. Cool I don't idea. know. I don't know what that. Well, every team does that. No, um, I know. They I also know. Have a mom, but it's just. I think they. They, they, they do. They have a do. Mom's game too, but. But could you imagine? You know, you watch your son or daughter. You know, grow up playing the sport of hockey, and they're just out there having a good time. You you recognize as a parent. I mean, you you see it like okay, my kid skates a little bit faster. He can handle the puck a little bit better. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge him a little. We're gonna move up. And watching these kids grow. Next thing you know, you know you're playing in these tournaments in other countries. And next thing you know, you're being invited to a suite to watch your kid to continue to play the game that you've always watched him play. But now it's in a ginormous, multiple thousand 
attendant. 20,000 seat arena. Sure. I mean, that would be crazy. That'd be nuts. So, I mean, to, to yeah. allow them to come and experience that in a suite, I think that's cool on the NHL and, and the Preds did it this week. Which is- yeah, on the road, though. I mean, yeah. it would have been even better if they did it at home. Oh, it's in Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, That's it's... where you want to be. I mean, I would, if, if somebody called me right now and said, hey, you know, we're going to fly you down to Tampa Bay. We're going to put you up in a suite, and you're going to hang out with the Tampa Bay Lightning all day, and it's not going to cost you a dime. We're just going to do it in December. In this cold weather, I'm jumping on that. I'm going to be waiting in line for a week to get on that plane. Why would they want to uh, hang out with the visiting team or the other team? No, I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> they're not hanging out with the other team. I'm just saying. Oh, like, I'm just. I thought you said like I must have misunderstood. No, no like you're you're jumping on a plane to go down and watch your kid play in, yeah. in Tampa in Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. Oh, not okay. for That's Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, and then and uh, on top of that, they it was a reverse retro night, and uh, I just love those retro jerseys. At least the Predators. Um, the Lightning, I don't know. They weren't. They don't look too bad. I guess. I mean, they're. I like their blue or black ones better than 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 their retros. But the Preds retros are just. Hey, can, they're can, just I don't sharp. know who who might have the. Can we drop a a picture of it in the chat? I kind of want to see it, and if anyone hops in, they can follow it and kind of see it too. Um, I can post one on social media later. No, oh. no, no. Try to put it in this chat right here on, on our. Oh, uh, I don't have. I don't. I don't. I, I can't. You can't post pictures on on this one. Okay, we'll put it put it in our other channel. Or, or no. Buffalo Brian, would you mind doing that? So anyway, well, that's as about as good as it got. Uh, the the jerseys. <laughs> I mean, they kind of you know they they if for anyone that doesn't know what they look like, they use the if you remember the mustard jerseys, which nobody seemed to like, but I actually liked them. I kind of thought they were cool. I mean, the color was a little weird, but I I, it was it was a I, nice I could, fresh. I couldn't buy into it. They didn't it. wear them all the time. No, if I was, they didn't wear them all the time. No, um, but um, they 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 used you know this the retro jerseys. They you know they combined the the gold uh, and then they got the the logo from the mustard jerseys and it just it's just a sharp look. Um, I don't know if I want to see them all the time, but it's just it's a nice fresh look. Um, but I guess I have to. <laughs> I guess I have to talk about the game. <laughs> so you uh, hold on. So you like? I'm looking at it right now. So the jersey is is that a saber tooth? Right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's the saber tooth inside that triangle and it's the yellow or the gold with the silver and black on it. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a cool Jersey. Um, it, I, I know we've probably talked about it before, but just briefly, they, uh, the reason why they got that saber tooth is because when they broke ground on the, on the arena where they play in, uh, back in 95, I believe it was when they broke ground, um, when it built it, uh, or maybe it was 94, uh, they had found a fossil of a saber-toothed tiger. 
Uh, oh, that's so that's cool. why that's where that came. That's where that came into play. You know, I would be um, I would be interested. I don't know if you know this, and this is just an odd question that I have. This stuff interests me. But if did they have a name picked out prior to finding this fossil? I like, don't they have believe been, like that. the Nashville. I think or something. And it's like, oh my god, we found the saber tooth. We have to be the predators. I think they had a contest or something like you know like like I think Seattle had did that but um I, I believe they had something like that I can't remember exactly I, I'll have to research that anyway um it you know back to the, the same old Preds um Braden Florence scores like a minute barely I mean the puck barely dropped um. You know, um, just over a minute in the game, he scores, and then Corey Perry, the your favorite guy from the playoffs, um, he scored just just almost almost a minute later. Um, and that was a part of the goal. That was, and once again, uh, I know we talked about this before, but the too many players penalty. Fred's got one of those, and that's what led to the Perry power play goal. But you know these these too many players, um, and and you know in both league NHL and AHL, there's another one in NHL tonight. But you know these is too many players. Um, See, I feel that a, that a too I, many men is a, is not only I, I think it's a coaching and a player error at the same time. I mean they need to be coached when and how to get on a bench when they have line. I mean I think there's more than just the players getting antsy. Well, and this, as a Red Wings fan, I I watch that, so I know what you're going through. It's like one this, of those penalties, it's like it's mindless. And this happened two minutes into the game. I mean, come on, that game. It, it's a brand. You know, you you just started the game and you're already getting it. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't know if it was just like what the circumstances were. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, they were they were just happened to do a line change when they had control of the puck. Um, but yeah. I don't know. They they didn't really take all that many penalties. The, the, the game before, um, or, or was it? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, the either the game before this Tampa Bay game or the game before that they had no penalties. Um, I don't remember who they were playing. Um, and then you know this this game against Tampa Bay they ended up with uh, three penalties. Uh, Tampa Bay only had three penalties as well. Um, you know, two of them were actually coincidental, so you could, that that was kind of a washout as far as Tampa Bay Nashville. Um, it was a um, Oh, actually, that was a fighting penalty. So that doesn't that that uh, that that you can't really count that. So really, uh, really, it was uh, two penalties apiece. Um, but the first period, Tampa Bay, you know, they outshot them eleven to four, and I mean, somehow, somehow the Predators end up scoring. And one of those four shots, I don't must be uh, Vasilevsky was. Uh, a little bored, you know, gave up that goal. But you know, the the shots. I mean, so I mean, it wasn't really a, a total domination. Um, it was close. Actually, Nashville actually outshot them thirty six to thirty three. Um, but they just, 
I mean, they end up losing five to two in this one. Um, uh, they gave up a shorthand goal late in the game, um, but yeah, just just one of those games. It just wasn't wasn't the Predators' night. I guess you. I mean, I I don't know. See, in one thing, I it, like. Like when I go back and I look at stats of a game, you know, you can sometimes see, you know, I, I don't want to say that like a face-off percentage tells a story, but if you're winning the face-offs in the offensive zone, it's going to increase your chances of more goals. And it's the same for defense. If you're winning them in your defensive zone, it's less likely to get shots on net. And that's one area where Detroit always struggled was winning the faceoff. They still do. That's still a major issue of theirs. But I look at I look at Nashville, and it looks like they're they're pretty freaking solid in the faceoff circle. They've they've got some good. I mean, against Tampa, I know the the score doesn't really reflect it, but they won fifty five percent of the faceoffs. I mean, they're they're definitely. I mean. Where where are they falling short? Goaltending, defense, maybe scoring. I, I want to look. I want to see how many goals um, their defense has put up this year. I mean, what is what is Yossi doing this year? He has four goals and fourteen assists. All right, that's not that's not bad. Yossi has six goals and fourteen assists. I was looking yeah, at Grandland. Um, Yossi bad. has six goals and 14 assists. I was, I was looking at Granlin. Granlin's got four goals and 14 assists. Um, but yeah, you know, Niederreiter, he actually I thought he was a forward, but I think he does play center. Uh, and then, of course, I got Duchesne. Um, Colton Sissons, he he takes faceoffs. Um, but Alcom, you know, he's 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 a really good defenseman, but he's struggling. He's got a goal and seven assists, so he needs to step it up. Um, and then you got, you know, Ryan McDonough still hasn't scored a goal as a predator. Uh, he's got six assists, so he needs to he needs to step it up some. Um, I think they got him more for his defensive capabilities, not so much for his offense, but he definitely can add offense. Um, he did with the Rangers and Tampa Bay. Um, and then uh, you got Dodd him as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was his for his return to Tampa Bay. Um, and then you got Dante Fabro, who's a up and coming young defenseman. Um, he's played in twenty three of the twenty four games, and he's only got uh, four assists. Um, he's a minus one as well. I know you don't hate that stat, but it's a telling story of the, of their defensive responsibility more in, in their defensive zone. Um, and and you know, and then um, um, you know, Jeremy Lazan. He's he's only got one assist. He's played in twenty games, so he's he's missed four. Um, actually, is he? I think he's a defenseman. Uh, yes, he's a defenseman. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's one of those players that the president looking, you know, the youth, um, is like, like Dante Fabro. So, you know, their defense, I mean, they got a pretty young defense, um, other than Yossi, Ekholm, and McDonough. Um, I think those are, you know, the veteran leaderships, um, 
Mark Jankowski, uh, he's, uh, oh, well, he's a center. Um, I was thinking he was a defenseman for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I just think, yeah, that, I mean, the defense definitely needs to step up. I mean, I, I know they've been, um, they, they've been relying on their defense for years and, you know, they're trying to, trying to get more into, into the forward part of it. Um, yeah, they've, they've, but, they've been spoiled on defense. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, they, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, See, I what year, li- game, but the, the one, the, the, the one or two games that I really watched the whole Preds game, like in its entirety and not just, you know, flipping back and forth between games. They just didn't have that level of compete. Like I talked about Detroit, like they had trouble breaking into the zone. I mean, just basic things that, you know, I, I could equate. With but again, I I think Hines is just, I, I think he's just a, a scapegoat for Poyle. And I'm not backing down from that theory. And and here we go again with the you know the the, the predators are always they've never had that score and, and when your leader you know they you know player they just signed in the free agency for once uh, Nino Niederreiter leading with nine goals in twenty four games <sighs> that's just not going to get a cut nine goals in twenty four games you look at the leaders in the NHL you know twenty four goals see that's not see that's twenty three goals twenty goals. I mean, but I don't see that being unreasonable if you've got, you know, five or six or seven guys, all with that same number. But then it's hard because you look at somebody like freaking Drysital, and it's like, yeah, what do you, what's going on? Dion's killing everybody out there. Well, McDavid's got twenty four leading the league, but um, yeah, that's goals, not. not well, I was, I'm more, I'm, I'm more talking about goals. I, you know, I, I know points is, you know, that's more balanced player, but I'm talking about as far as scoring. And when your leader only has nine goals, um, that's probably the worst. In the, I, I bet you Ottawa's got a more. You know, the leaders probably got more, more than nine goals. I mean, you know, Niederreiter with nine, Forsberg with eight, uh, Johansson with seven. And then you got Duchesne, and then a defenseman, Yossi, was six. It's like, it, yeah, you could say they, they're getting balanced, but it's they're 24 games in the season. That's almost a quarter of the way. You know, um, you know Detroit, you know how Detroit's doing pretty, pretty, I mean, I don't want to say leaps and bounds better than, than Nashville, but they're having a better season than, than Nashville. Detroit's leading score only has 10 goals. Just putting that out there. It's a yeah, team, it's look a at team somebody, effort. If if they don't have a team ooh. on the ice, you can't rely on one player. Tell me the last time a Stanley Cup team had one player that was significantly better than everybody else. Like Edmonton has two players, and that's their team. That's where all of their points come from, are from those two guys. McDavid and Dreisaitl. They don't have the secondary scoring. They don't have, you know, they're they're a good team. They're a great team, but they're not. They haven't won a Stanley Cup in in how long? 
I mean, you can't rely just on, on one or two guys to be your entire team. You just can't. So to have like, okay, if you wanted Nashville to have that one guy that's got 26, 27 goals right now, and it's one guy, I, I think you're going to be worse than you are now. Like, let's say you could you take Yossi away, then you put McDavid on, on Nashville. Are they making the playoffs? Uh, probably. You really believe that? You can sit there with a straight face and say, yep, with Saros in net and a bunch of other guys. Like, yeah, you got McDonough, you got you know Tanner Janot, but you don't have any other big scoring people. I mean, you have Nino Niederreiter with nine goals, but you pluck Yossi out and you put McDavid in, you think that Nashville would go the distance, and you really believe that. Well, they need some scoring. I mean... <laughs> look at look at the Oilers. They got McDavid with twenty four goals, Dreisaitl with eighteen, and and Hopkins with thirteen. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> you got three players with over with double digit goals. I mean, and and, and, and this is only twenty seven games. Still only. Th- I, I bet you. I bet you they're going to have three fifty goal scorers. The Preds have, I don't think they've ever had a 50-goal score. Well, maybe, uh, once, maybe. Yeah, but they're still only third in the Pacific. Vegas well, is doing better. Seattle yeah. is doing better. Well, Seattle's just having a fluky year. They'll, they'll drop. They, they're they just, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Edmonton is getting there. They're, they're putting the pieces together. <coughs> you know, it's, Ken Holland just has to do it before McDavid is is done playing the game of hockey. Or at least before McDavid is, is done playing the best. And I don't know if Holland can do that. He's, he's under the gun right now. But again, you've got Seattle and Vegas who are ahead of Edmonton right now. Same with L.A. L.A.'s got the same amount of points as Edmonton. They, they, they share 32 points each. Who from Seattle's got 20 goals? I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked. That's why I'm asking if you know. I think Nashville just has to go into an all-out rebuild, to be honest. That's just my opinion. Well, uh, McCann has 12 goals for Seattle, 12. and okay, Beniers has 10. Again, that's only three. Okay, that's what I'm saying. As far as you, points, Barakowski, who they just got from Colorado, has got 26, and Everly's got 22, and Maddie Beniers has 21. But we're not talking points. You said specifically goals. Well, yeah, because when it comes that, to I was, because, you know. I mean, we can look at points. We can look at all of it. But, again, you've I, got McCann with only 12 goals, and yet they're still ahead of. And that's because, like you said. It's because you, they're you the goaltending. Well, actually, no, 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 the goaltending, they don't even have a goaltender that's got 9, 9%, 9, 90% save percentage. <laughs> their uh, their leading goaltender has got eight 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 save percentage with a two point nine seven. So I, mean, I don't know how they're doing it. Are they just outscoring opponents? Maybe. Well, I mean, if- I mean, obviously that's how you win. You got to outscore your team. I mean, that's a dumb question or a dumb statement. But uh, I just, you know, how are they doing it? Are they checking? I mean, the goaltending is kind of shaky, it looks like, for, if you go by stats. Yeah, and their I mean, leader's got 12 still, goals. 
Yeah, they don't have, but they've got goals that are spread out. I mean, they've got multiple people scoring goals. I mean, I don't. Well, only, that's something the Preds don't have. There's only a couple of guys on this roster that don't have goals yet this year. Um, Cal Flurry, you know, he he doesn't have a goal yet. Um, let me see who the other one was. You have Cal Flurry without a goal, and then you've got. Um, I know I just. Well, he's only played three games, so he's just like a rookie. He's the only one, actually. He's the only one without a goal. That's what I mean. So you've got scoring all across the board. Oh, is the other one? The Predators here. They uh, they got like a bunch. Uh, Cole Smith, Ryan McDonough, as I mentioned, didn't have a goal. Fabro doesn't have a goal. Lozano doesn't have a goal. And Borowicki, well, he's still injured. He's only played four games. <clears throat> he's a defenseman anyway. And he normally, he, he, he's, a, he's a defenseman that's not going to score goals for you. I see a lot of one goals or zero goals for, like, your secondary scoring. And like I said, Ekholm, he's only got one goal. I mean, he, he's a defenseman, but... He's he's that type of he's if he wants to be a Yossi, he needs to put up some points. At this point, I almost want to say, I mean, I don't want to see him trade him, but he's thirty-two years old. Maybe you just maybe you trade him. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're if you want to go into a rebuild, you have to start trading these quote-unquote stars and and get money. I mean, look at look at what Detroit did with Man. I mean, he was an up-and-coming star, and Detroit offloaded him, and we got a lot of draft capital. Uh, well, Manta did score tonight on, on a side note. I mean, but, he's not um, a superstar, but, I mean, he's coming into the best hockey that he's going to play, I bet. And I mean, I, I think and, Nashville is just they've – got, they've got too many guys that just don't really they're, – they're not a complete team. They have and, to do a true rebuild, and just they have to suck for a couple of years, and then you muddle through it, and then – that's it. I don't know what's going on with Tanner Chanel. I mean, he's just—it's a sophomore he, slump. It happens well, to almost yeah. every player. Well, he's technically not a sophomore because I think this is tech, technically his third season. Oh, I even see. though he he played fifteen games in twenty 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 one. Um, so I you know that's why. Tactically, he was a rookie last year because he's only he'd only played 15 games, which is something that the NHL needs to probably fix. Um, you know, I think it's 20 games to be considered a rookie, and I mean, you know, 15 games, you're still a rookie, but you know, you know, by that by 15 games, you should know. Um, but. You know, coming off that twenty-four goal season last season, and and you've only got three goals in twenty-four games. Um, maybe maybe he needs to stay out of the penalty box. He's got 30, 30 penalty minutes. Um, it, that's uh, it, it's well almost uh, like just two behind the lead, the team leading penalty minutes. Jeremy, Jeremy Lazan is leading the penalty minutes on the team with 32. And then you got 10 as you know. So I don't know. I think a lot. I don't know how many fights Janelle has been in, but I mean, those fights do rack up the penalty minutes, but he, they're not, he hasn't been in the six fights. That's for sure. 
<laughs> I don't think. Um, but yeah, he, you know, for for a player like Tanner Janot, who's a young up and coming, supposed to be a young up and coming guy, to only have three goals is unacceptable. I don't want to see him trade him, obviously, because look what they did with uh, Fiala and and Arb while well, Arbison was up. That that's a whole other story on him. Um, they're actually not Arbison, uh, Yarncroak, um, Arbison. They did trade away. Um, but you know, you look at those players now. I mean, Yarncroak was another story because that was a, 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 a stupid expansion draft casualty thing, which I don't want to get into. Um, but you know, they traded away Fiala and Arbison. And look what they're doing now. They're putting up. They're they're putting up some some numbers. Um, Did you say this kid's a rookie, fifteen games in, and you're judging him already? That was no. He's this is his third season. Last season he played. Last season he had eighty-one games. The season before he had fifteen. You didn't say that about any anyone, any rookie. 15 games in? No. Maybe I misheard you, sorry. But anyway, um, no, well, Fiala's only got nine goals this season, so I, I that's kind of unfair. And, and Arvidsson's only got seven goals, but he's got 21 points, and Fiala's got 30 points. So I don't want to say they'd have that if they were still on the Predators, but you never know. You know, it just... And you know, and it comes down to the GM. What is he thinking? Why? Why would? And they're young players, so you know why? Why did he give up some young players? And they got—I don't remember who they got for them in the um in the trade, but they weren't you know they weren't young players. Uh, like they are, um, so you know, I I just think the thing is, if you get rid of a GM, chances are you're going to end up going into rebuild because you're going to get a new GM, and then he's going to bring in his own players, and it's just going to be a total train wreck, and you're going to see totally different players, and I don't know, maybe you know, obviously two or three players might stay, but it just you know that that's. That's just one of those things that, I mean, you need to change GMs to, to, to change the, the team, the, the direction of the team. But if you do that, your chances are you're going to go into that rebuild because you're going to be pretty much replacing all your players because the new GM's going to be, you know, like I said, he's going to get his own players in. They, they do, and that's... You know, I, I semi-agree with that because, I mean, look at Iserman. He he played with the lineup a little bit. Um, but the one thing I will say is when he came in as a new GM, you know, he kept Blashill. He kept a, a handful of guys and gave them a chance and just weeded them out. But moving on, uh, I think we kind of took a little long on that little segment. Um, what do we want to move into next? Yeah, let's do some Let's do some news. D-Law, kick it off. I, I, I just, there's one thing I want to say about the Red Wings news. Um, not a whole lot of stuff going on, but Ned is playing down, or he's not playing down. He's 
not in Dallas right now. Um, currently, it is Magnus Hellberg backing up Billy Huso. Ned needs a reset, so I, I get it. Um, he's our guy. He just needs to get his head straight. So, you know, we're, we're going to see Magnus out there backing up Huso tomorrow afternoon. But that's all I got. Okay. Um, well, touching, you know, actually, let's stay with the retro jersey thing. You know, I, you know, we talked about the Tampa Bay and Predators um, retro jerseys. But um, the other night, San Jose and Vancouver were playing. And they were both wearing their retro jerseys, you know, obviously, like, you know, this seems like a theme going on, man, office of the holidays where teams, you know, they're really, really wearing those, or that was, um, but which one is uglier, San Jose or Vancouver? Now, I'm watching this game, and I'm like, I keep thinking I'm watching the Chargers. And I'm like, no, this is hockey, not football. I think you've seen us before. Um, Dan, it sounded like you were drowning right there. No. What's going on with this connection? Is it the Podbean connection again, like last week when I was talking like a chipmunk? Micro machine. There you go again. Oh, micro machine. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? He sounds fine (laughs) on my end. He's all right now. So anyway, which jerseys are in question, did you say? San Jose and Vancouver. Yeah, San Jose and Vancouver. And I was the San Jose looks like the Chargers. Um and then I I think you've seen the Vancouver ones because they got that little guy on it. Oh, it kind of does look like the Chargers, you're right. And I thought in that the, the San the Jose Sharks. Yeah, I thought that guy that was skating at first, I thought it was like a guy with a club. Like the baby seals thing, but it's not. It's like Johnny yeah, it's, or something. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Uh, the Sharks is supposedly, uh, years ago, they had a team called the California Golden Seals. Yep. And it's supposed to be them, I think, or close to it. But I don't, I don't know. All I, you know, all I can think of is the Chargers, man. And then, then, like then. The- then you got Vancouver, um, you know, with that little guy on there. It's like, I don't know. I don't really like him either. Um, his name is, okay, so the Canucks reverse retro jersey, what is it? It's inspired by the Canucks 1962 uniform of the former Western Hockey League. The reverse retro jersey features a, a recreation of the 1960s Johnny Canuck icon on the center crest. So he's the one that started the whole Canuck thing. Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it. Speaking, of, speaking of Johnny Gaudreau, uh, did you have something on him as far as, or did I see that on Twitter? No, it must be a you thing. So um, enlighten me. Uh, well, I saw something that said uh, um, it was one of those things on on social media, on, on social media that uh, he he came to Columbus to win and well, well failed. That's not happening. <laughs> all I all I can envision is the Price is Right whammy thing. Epic fail. Do 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 do. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what he's thinking right about now. 
You nailed it. You know why he went there? Money. His wife. A job. Oh, let's see. What else can we talk about? There's several things here. Have you guys, did you guys watch the digital boards? I know we talked about this for a few minutes. Oh, um, those stupid wanna, things. I just want to hit on something. So, watching the games. Now, I noticed this in Detroit. I didn't actually notice it until this one poster on Twitter. His name is Dan Bagley posted this, and it all came together for me. So, I'm sitting here, and I'd, I'd watch the game, and it's like, okay, the the puck was moving like around the boards from you know counterclockwise right to left to our to our viewing and all of a sudden the, the players would start skating to the right and it's like what the hell did that thing hit and i kept thinking that that the puck had hit something and took like a funny bounce but it didn't it didn't the puck was actually it disappeared in these stupid digital ads i mean it's gotten a little bit better i mean i've seen so so it didn't really disappear. It was just the the trick, the computer graphic trick thing. Yeah, it was just it was it was not intentional. I I, I haven't really seen that. I'll probably start noticing it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it actually re it, it actually decreased since this post. So I think Mr. Bagley here. Has, <coughs> oh yeah, what was that? The hell is going on? Shit! I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit that button. Oh, Man, somebody take the mic away from this boy. But anyway. <laughs> can we copyright that? I think we should. I think we should copyright that and sell it. I think that's a great noise to <laughs> random. Yes. <laughs> Are you sneezing? Are you choking? Did you get scared by a ghost? I mean, what happened to... <laughs> That one, you're getting attacked by the cat. We already know that. There was no cat in there. <laughs> well, you should say that because I don't think you want to admit to making that noise on our radio show. Or our it was a cough. Time is there we go. Now we're going to get sued. No. That was I, Rant and Ron does not control the mic. I am fully disclosing that was not my doing. <laughs> D-Law controls the mic. He's the one doing all that. I, I control your mic, too. Uh, so, anyway, what the... Uh, yeah, let's, you... let's move on here. We, I digress. So, yeah, the digital ads, they kind of just... Um, you know, they, they they were playing mind games with me is all. And then when I saw this guy's post, I was like, oh, you know what? That makes that makes sense. Um, but let's, let's move on. Something more comical. Did you see Justin Hall... Throwing the puck. Uh-oh. Right. Did you see it? I don't... Nah, I didn't... Okay, go, go into our channel and look at the clips. And we'll share what this on social media. It's all he, over the place. You can find it anywhere. It's not just us. He's throwing the puck. Where is it? Um, Underneath the video clips. Clips. No, that's the... Brad Wings. Oh, wait. That's the... No, Brad That's Wings the Eichel injury. Eichel got injured against Detroit. Yeah, not the oh. video clips, Predwings clips. Um Who's Justin Hall? He plays for uh Toronto. Oh, they're playing De Dallas? Yeah. Did you uh well it can't be played. <laughs> oh. Really sure. What that sounds like it's been 
Harris. Did you see that? Really sure what Hall's thinking here is. I'm not really sure what Hall's thinking here is. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible, right? Okay, but uh, did he get a penalty? Because technically, that's closing your hand on the puck, and that's that would be a delay game penalty. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah what? Well, yeah, he obviously I mean, got a penalty. He obviously got a penalty for it. But let me. I mean, let me, I mean let players me have this. done that before. Didn't not, didn't you can't didn't, th- you can't th- didn't, throw it to the other end of the ice? You can drop didn't, it. Didn't Casper's throw the puck out of the glass? Oh, in one game, and then and then that's why they have that delayed game rule. Probably, probably. I don't. I don't. Did he just threw the puck? Yeah, I mean, why but, was it in his hand? No. How did how did it get his hand? Did he drop? Did did it? No, was it was it? going up in the air, and he caught it because you know, okay. to keep the control of yeah. the puck. <laughs> but here's, but now I I hate to do this, and I don't want to be this guy, because I, I'm. I'm actually very humble and whatnot, and I know that, you know, I can take the comeback, but I really hope he's a lefty. Can we watch that throw again? Let's play it again. You play it again. Play it again. Oh, my God. He was throwing it like a girl. I thought it was right-handed. No, I'd take that comment back because girls throw a lot better than that. <laughs> See, you know, no, I don't want him to come on and start bashing our podcast, which could very well happen. And if he does, I do. we're going to have to meet up with him before a game, and we're going to have to see who can who can throw farther. We'll have to have a competition to see who can who can throw a ball or even a puck. We'll throw a puck with a glove. We'll throw a gloved puck. I wish he could hear this because I would love all three of us to challenge him and see who can throw a puck farther because watching him throw with his hopefully non-dominant arm and that changes the whole thing. So if he's a righty and he threw like that, we got to have a little throw off. Now I'm not going to go skating with him because obviously he'd destroy me and I've got a, well, I was going to say I've got a noodle for an arm with my shoulder injury but watching him throw, that's a noodle, man. He's swinging that noodle. Woo! That's just incredible. Yeah, so let's just let's just hope that for his sake, not only was it not a wise hockey play, but it wasn't a very good throw either. Yeah, that's def- that's definitely high and outside. Uh, but underhand so, would have been underhand would have been faster. Let's just let's just uh, leave it at that. So. so- um, but I I just saw this. Um, I want to say what is uh, Engvall? Uh, what was it? What was he? And here's another Toronto player. What is he thinking he's doing? Well, other than you know, Pierre Pierre Engvall, well, it it earned him a one game suspension. That's for sure. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> what's the other guy? Doing? Um, what'd you say? What's the other guy doing? Yeah, I mean it was kind of uh, inst- it was kind of an instigated it, incident. It's the thing it's was, uh, he well, uh, I mean he he was looked like he, he initially was protecting himself. Why his hand his sticks up in, in the air like that, protecting himself? Usually you use your arm or your hand or something. But then you know he's okay. But then when he yeah, brings his I, stick down, he just slammed it in the back of the guy's head. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I, I see both sides of this. Like, you let your emotions get to you, and you did this. Like, I get it. Like, I, I see both sides of this. Oh, believe me, I know all about emotions, but I'm not going to get into oh, that. Oh, we do, too. Well, hmm. We can post that another day. But no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, getting back to this this Engvall. Now, you can say, listen, you're a hockey player. You know not to do that. So that's that's strike number one. These are pros, and that's just not how the game's supposed to be played. But now let's take the scenario and break that down. So Dersey comes in, and he gives him a slash, it looks like, up in the shoulder area to where well, – to where Engvall lifts his arm and slides his stick up. Now, what I'm not going to. Now, what it looked like what he was trying to do, and I'm not defending or advocating for either way. This is just an angle that I that I take from it. But as that stick goes up, it looks like he's trying to lift the stick, scoop his stick over the top of it, and slam the stick back down to the ice. You know, like when you're stick battling and you go up and then slam the guy's stick down to the ice and you you hold your stick over top of theirs. I'm sure yeah, it's a cool, tricky name. Yeah, it but don't like think that's what he got in the way. I, that's the problem. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think and I don't know Engvall. I don't follow Toronto. I don't you know I've not seen his name come up in any incidents like that. But it looked like that's what he was trying to do is just gain control of the stick and kind of be like, all right, listen. You know, you you prick. I I I ended this. So you slash me in the arm. I'm gonna f- bring your stick up and bring it down to the ice, and we're gonna have a little stare down back to the bench. It's and I think probably, that's more. That's probably why he only got one game because I mean yeah. it wasn't. I mean it was. I I don't want to say. I mean it was vicious. But it wasn't like a you know intentional. Like a, uh, it was. It was a hard like. It, it, he got him good. Um, yeah, I don't, but I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a, I get sorely this guy. And I don't want to, uh, I'm not going to, de- I, I don't want to go out and, and defend know, we're, we're Dersey because yeah. I don't want to defend Dersey because Dersey, he, he, he's a pretty cheap, dirty player too. So he's a pest. So. He's a pest. Buffalo um, Brian, what, what is your take on this? I don't even know. Like, is it the Kings they were facing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dursey's on that way. It was blowout. I mean, the game was out of hand anyway. In favor, like in favor of Engvall. Raising his stick. The Toronto player retaliated, tried to protect himself. I don't know. Looked like I mean, he was trying to like swoop to stick. Like, I don't even know if that's got a word. Like It looks like he was trying to swoop to stick. You know, I think it was just like that. If you're on top, you're dominant kind of a mindset. I don't know. I look at it think again. Think the face-off circle. Think about when you're in the face-off circle. You always try to put your stick on top of the other player's stick. Like, you want to have that control. And I think he was just trying to control Dursey. Yeah, I think he was just trying to control Dursey's stick. And as he came down to try to gain control, he just caught him in the top of the head. I don't think it was a, hey, let me two-hand, you know, wood chop this guy's head off, you know. But I do think it was under the heat of the moment, so I think one game is fair on this. I, I I would I would say one game is fair. It was not intentional. I don't see a long term suspension. I, I it was a dangerous play that could have been avoided if you know if if tempers would have been in check. So yeah, I think one game is is fair. I I don't know. Looking at it again and again, it, it almost looks like he he brought it down and re, I, you know banging it right onto his back of his head. Like, I mean, not like a, 
you know, like he's like kind of like a follow through type, you know, bringing it down. It looked like he just like he actually swung it at his head. Looking at it again, I think he was trying. Uh, to so I mean, maybe I I don't think I it's worth wrong. more than two games. I think maybe he should have got another game, maybe two games, but I don't think he should have got more do think, than two games. Do you think the crime fits the punishment? Well, oh, he definitely deserves one game. He, okay, so you looking look, looking at it again, it probably should have been two. I wanted to give him more than two, but just be, just because it looked, I mean, this is a really short clip. It's like a nine second clip, but it it when he brought his stick down, it looked like he just like swung it right at his head. I mean, not like a not like a fall through where his head got in the way. I, I'll just keep I'll keep playing it and just seeing if I can see something different. But that's you know looking at it four or five times. That's just what I what I got. Right, so yeah. you gotta watch the whole clip. The yeah, I didn't see the whole clip. If you want to drop it on our channel, hit the Kings guy. King say was down on his knee playing a puck, and they started slashing each other. Back and forth. Is there a clip of the the full clip? While we're while we're on this topic, while I'm watching this video, Buffalo Brian, what are your thoughts on on Skinner? I know you talked about him a little bit tonight. What what are your thoughts on that whole thing tonight with uh, that cross face or cross face cross check to the face? You think he's going to get a game for that? Talking about suspensions here. If he doesn't get a game, he'll be fine the maximum for sure. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't see it. I gotta find that. So, yeah, I'll have to take a look. Yeah, they were cross-checking each other, slashing each other. Um, Skinner lost his cool. Cross-checked him right across the face, cost him the game. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's you. You can't take penalties like that. See it on here. Did you see the cross-check? the face but now let's see though let's see let's see what peros does he's been very inconsistent this year i'm gonna i'm i'm interested excuse me i'm interested to see what happens here well we'll It'll know more next week we'll know more next week he's one of our top five of the hearings oh, yes. tomorrow yeah and that's why you can't take dumb play you can't you can't let your emotions get to you i didn't see it i it was just showing replays or the replays of the game does the red wings or the predators have goal songs for each player no no they just have the they play achy breaky heart every time the predators score a goal no they don't so the sabers have a goal song for each player they chose the player oh, chose their song kind of like tampa bay Skinner, his song was I Want to Dance with Body by Whitney Houston. To All I Want for Christmas is You Know by Mariah Carey. Yeah. And how long do they, is it a season long, a, a month long? For the whole songs? Yeah. Season. Okay, so if you pick a Christmas song, you're stuck with it all year. Well, no, they, he he just changed it for right now. Oh, I see. Yeah, Last I know the Wings have just the their, their one. I'm not even sure exactly what it is he probably just changed it for the holidays that's our old one. Oh, then, oh, then there's this one all right 
too much. Too much. Down. Let's go, the Buffalo. That's the Minnesota Wild one. Oh, oh. my God. Show's <laughs> over. No! I hit the wrong button again, you Oh, my God. Oh, oh, let's... Hold on. After the show, like, after we get through our stuff here, we got to talk about something really funny, and I don't think Buffalo is on for this. Um, That's a going nasty... Back, oh, going back man. To, going back to that song, what did he I... Crush him in the head! But what did I know? Hold on. What did, what did, what I say did about Gensel that? do? Cross check him back. Yeah, well, he must have done something before that. <laughs> they were stick fighting as well. I don't know. Maybe because of this, the video's like really fast, so it looks worse because they sped up the video. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I did. I just didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just saw that. <laughs> I'm watching the replay right now. I'll let you know what happened before. Run stepped out or something? So previous to the cross-check to the face, they were just stick fighting. After the goalie, Sabres goalie got ran, there was a fight behind the net, and then this has happening up by the blue line. What is going on in the NHL with the goal scoring? Uh, the goalies suck. Are there goalies, or are we playing uh, no goalies? Well, it's only a few teams that's going goals, though. There's, there's, there's been some, there's some goals. There's some, uh, there's been some really close, you know, two to one games. Um, well, the Jets and Blackhawks were three to one tonight, and the Rangers Avalanche went in a shootout at two to one. Golden Knights hold on to beat the Flyers in overtime two to one. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just I mean, you know, the Sharks put up six goals on the Ducks, but they suck. Um Well, I shouldn't say that because the Predators are just bad. I mean, yeah, well Wednesday night there were Wednesday night there was a lot of uh you know the, a lot of high scoring goals. Well I, I well, I think one of the reasons why is, you know, the NHL. No defense? No, 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 no. The NHL is really catered to a faster pace of hockey game. That's why they eliminated the uh, the two-line pass because, you know, as you get a long, deep breakout pass, you know, you're crossing two lines and the play's dead. So you're losing all those breakaways. So since the evolution of getting rid of the two-line pass, you now have those – I mean, now you even have goaltenders. Nedeljkovic, when he's on his game, he'll he'll launch the puck all the way down the ice to the other blue line for breakout. So, I mean, your breakout – you have longer stretch passes because you don't have to worry about that. I think that's one reason. The other reason that I think that the game has gone a little bit faster is because now you don't have the goons and the headhunters. You don't have the Bob Proberts, the Joey Coasters, the Ty Domies you know, the Wendell Clarks, you don't have guys like that. The Rob Rays, that type of game is gone now. Oh, well, you got the Angles now. No, but the game's faster. It's it's played much faster. So now you're drafting. I mean, back then you had Pavel Bure. I mean, we're going back to, you know, my my youthfulness, if you will. But back then you had like Sergei Fedorov, Pavel Bure, 
you know, Timu Solani, who are these more skilled, fast players compared to the U.S. style of hockey, which was gritty and checking and fighting. And, you know, these guys just want nothing to do with it. So now, like you'll look at Detroit, Sweden is kind of their their cropland for, you know, getting players because it's a faster, quicker paced game. And that's what the NHL is. So get rid of fighting. You don't have those guys out there trying to piss pound the, the stars. So now you can have a faster your pace of game. The huge hits declined. So, you know, you lose all that physicality to it. You know, it opens the game up a lot more to make those bigger passes, you know, without any repercussions. So I think those are a couple of things that, that have helped to really increase and also making goalies wear actual, you know, legitimately sized pads, nothing oversized anymore. So I think the NHL took a few steps to make a more exciting, faster, high scoring game, but I don't know. Has it gone too far? Sabres, nine goals at Seattle game the other day, nine goals, eight goals. The Wings game, it was eight to one or eight to two against Buffalo. Night six goals in the Islanders, Devils, Devils scored four. Yeah, there's been a lot of high-scoring games. It's not the four twos, three ones that you're used to seeing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, though. I mean, I like I like the big saves. I like, you know, I like the fighting. I, I like the low-scoring games. If it's a low-scoring game and there's yeah, well, some fights in it and a couple of big hits, that's a good that's a good hockey game. A lot of times they're boring though. You kind of see these one zero zero one nothing games and you fall asleep. But if it's like in the nineties or the the eighties where it's just a powder keg ready to go, you know, it could be a two to one game and the shots might not be high, but there's a lot of checking, a lot of scrums after whistles, like you just don't know. You just know that at any point the, the, the gloves are off. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, nowadays if you, well, just, if you nowadays if you just breathe on somebody, you gotta fight them. See, I don't agree. It seems like every time somebody hits somebody, it, there's a fight. Ah, oh, you hit me. No, that's no, there's dirty. Not, there's no, not it's a not. fight. There's yeah. not a fight. The linesmen don't allow it. But there's altercations. Like, well, they're gonna they skate up. Like, hey, you just hit my guy, even though it was clean. You gotta. You know, getting your face, face washed and, you know, fake drop gloves or both gloves in the Like, they don't actually fight. Well, that's because if you'll get the instigator if you drop the gloves. So you got to do them all at the same time and you got to make sure they're the other guy is, is actually going to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be hurting your team, which is kind of a dumb rule, I think. It's, they did that. I think they did that. To get fighting out of the game, yeah, and it just it doesn't make sense for so many reasons, at least to me, and injuries being one of them. Because now people are taking liberties at players if they want to, you know, making it look inadvertently, but you know, boarding somebody up against the boards, like yeah, you might get a game, but what's going to stop you from doing it again? But if you line up Brad Marchand against Zach Cassian, I don't think you're going to see the gloves come off of Marchand. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Marchand drop the gloves. So, but again, Marchand can get away with the high hits. He can get away with the elbows and the slew foots because he knows nobody can fight. Not that physically they can't fight, but if they want to get a penalty and take their their team away, sure. 
So I just, and I also don't think, like, all these people think Marshan's a good fighter. No, I'm not jumping on the bashing Marshan train. I don't care for his style of hockey. He's successful. He, he scores a lot of goals. And you can't take, you know, you can't take that away from him. But I just don't think you're going to see him ever or have ever fought a legitimate fighter. I mean, I could be wrong, but the only ones I've seen are unknowing opponents where they line up in the face-off circle like any other freaking game. Next thing you know, the gloves are off and you're just getting piss-pounded for God knows what. There could be a backstory, sure, but I, I just... You don't see him going out there squaring up with Cassie and saying, "Hey, let's let's go. Let's just do this. My team needs a spark. Let's let's drop him." He doesn't do that. But that was my sorry to get off the Marshant rant there. If you guys could travel back in time, watch any NHL game live. What is it and why? Dilo, I want to hear yours. Game three of the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals in Nashville. That place. I mean, I've been to that arena multiple times, and that is just an amazing atmosphere. Even in a regular season game, even even when, I mean, I obviously haven't been this year, so I don't know what it's like this year. Uh, even when there's times when they were all that great, you know, playing all that great, or you know, most of the time I was there, they were winning anyway. Um, but the the atmosphere is just so just. Just, I mean, they had a banner out um, in front of the arena the year after that. It said the loudest fan in sports. And to be in a Stanley Cup game, for one, I mean, this because it's a Stanley Cup final. And then to be in that arena, in that setting, in a big game. When you're down in the series 2-0 and you're first and you're hosting, that's their first ever and uh, you're probably going to laugh at me, uh, first ever uh, Stanley Cup final home game. Just to be in that arena, it, to witness the history and, I mean, that loud, ruckus uh, environment, it just gives me goosebumps. I just, uh, I, I would, I wish I would have, I wish I would have found a way to get a ticket. I mean, obviously they were like two grand for a ticket, but, it just, it would have been worth it to go. What about you, Buffalo? It's a tough one for me. So, first ever outdoor game for this NHL, whatever they call it, outdoor series. The Winter Classic? Yeah, like the, the original Winter Classic before they freaking watered it down. Yeah. 2008, I believe it was, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Rolfelson Stadium. The snow globe game, I think they call it, because it yep. was snowing. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was in Buffalo. I went to the Sabres Arena, and they sold tickets for, I think, 10 bucks a piece. I bought a bunch of tickets, went with a bunch of friends, watched it on the uh, Jumbotron. So I wasn't there, but I was in a big group, like you were at a live game, but I wasn't at the actual game where there was – thousands and thousands of people but I think more than that I'd want to be at the 99 finals when uh, it's hard to talk about it it's rough patch in my Brett life Hull. there when we lost 
because I was skating the uh, crease. But uh, Hall scored that game-winning goal. Wish I could have been there for that. Watched my team lose live. Yeah, but still, it's in the biggest game of their life. Their mm-hmm. career. That was the biggest game of their career. You got a lot to choose from because you got such a well, glorious uh, story pass. You know what? I've I've seen a few Stanley Cups raised. I'm very spoiled as a, as a hockey fan, and I understand that. But after watching four Stanley Cups, I choose. This comes to no surprise to probably most Wings fans. March 26th, 1997. Oh, yeah. Colorado and Detroit at the Joe Louis Arena. The little rivalry started with a cheap shot on Chris Draper into the boards. Every game Detroit played with Colorado was always just a little bit more of a powder keg. March 26th, 1997 is when that powder keg would explode. And gosh, I wish I was there. Everybody on the ice is fighting. Refs didn't know what the hell to do. Coaches screaming at each other. Benches screaming at each other. Blood everywhere. Patrick Waugh bloodied up. Claude Lemieux gets revenge from um, Darren McCarty, old D-Mac. Uh, Brendan Shanahan, before all that happens, while, while, while McCarty is just piss-pounding Claude Lemieux, Wacom skates out of his net and gets intercepted by Brendan Shanahan, and it's just game on. And the whole thing is just going. And that's, I, I just, the entire arena was electric. The players were electric. Nobody sat down that entire game. So that's did what they, been. Did they finish the game, or did, was there a big delay? I don't, I can't remember because I mean it's just like after that it was like a letdown. I think because it's just well, I mean, were, it's all built 18, up to that. There were eighteen fights in that game. There were a hundred and forty-four penalty minutes. That's got to be an and, NHL record. And Detroit won it in overtime. Tell me that would not be an incredible game to be at. Fights all night, game goes to overtime, and they freaking win it. That would be it. That would be that would be mine. Okay. Yeah, and... yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, what do the Preds got coming up? They have a busy week. Well, of course, any any week's busy compared to last week. Was only one. Um. So they have an afternoon game. Uh, against Ottawa, that's at home. And so, I mean, they're, well, I wasn't like in last place. They're close to us. So, I mean, the Preds, if they lose this game, it's definitely time to make some changes. Um, I feel like we hit it, although, going, although, right? although Ottawa, I mean, I mean, they got a decent team. They just can't win. Um, then they got, then they got to go to St. Louis. I don't know. I, I St. Louis is just so unpredictable. There's like they're up and down. I, I don't know what to expect with that team. And then and, you know it's that it, that's a back to back at St. Louis, and they then they return home uh, right right after that to play Edmonton, and that's just going to be an ugly game. I mean, it's the second second of the back to back, and Edmonton is just too strong. Um, McDavid, Drysdale, they're just going to go off. I mean, there's no stopping them. 
Nashville's got no no answer for them. Well, you know, McDavid, it's one of, I've said it before. I've heard it many times. I believe it. It's not a matter of, you know, will McDavid score. It's a matter of when. So, yeah, it and, sounds like the Preds got got their hands yeah. full this and then And then they got to go to Winnipeg. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's at Winnipeg, though. So, I mean, that's – yeah, it depends on the atmosphere there. You know, Winnipeg's a very small – uh, close knit, you know, really, you know, rabid fans. They love their Winnipeg Jets. Um, so you know the fans are going to be loud. So that you know that that's going to fuel the team. So that's that's going to be another tough one. Yeah. Well, the Wings have a pretty interesting week. I mean, they've got Dallas coming up. Um, you know, I think they're they're pretty evenly matched. I think these two teams are. I, you know, if the wings show up, I think it'll be a good game. But they got to shut down Jason Robertson. I mean, he's the guy you got to focus on. He's that guy you got to, you know, not allow to get open, get open ice. I mean, that's my fantasy team doesn't want team. that. Yeah, I know, but the wings need it. Um, and then they they got a couple of days off, and they're playing a back to back Tuesday and Wednesday. They've got, you know, they're home against Carolina. Um, you know, Carolina's also not having a bad season. I think that'll be another good game. Um, you know, Brent Burns is having a, a great go here as of late. You know, in the last few games, he's got five assists and six points in six game or five games. You know, he's playing good hockey. Um, and then they move into Minnesota. They're they're at Minnesota on the 14th. And, you know, you've got your buddy Kirill the Thrill, who's just running everything and um, you know, and they got to keep an eye out for for Reeves. He'll probably be out there head hunting, trying to cause a little bit of cause a little bit of problem out there. But that's it. That's all Detroit's got. What do we got on? You know, down the the throughway here. Buffalo. We have Pittsburgh again tomorrow. So that's going to be an interesting one. Let's see what comes of the suspension. If there's any backlash. I say they let. I say they let him play and sus- suspend him the next game. Let's let's see how tough Pittsburgh really is. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. It's a 7 p.m. game, so the hearing will already be done. I know, but they should like, hey, your punishment is going to be a one-game suspension after no, they play them again. If he appeals, does does he still get to play? Does it or does it expand? You know, because obviously, if he gets suspension and he appeals, that does he, he appeals? I think you play. Okay. So oh maybe... my God, he's got to appeal it. He has to. He's got to go answer to it. He has to. Yeah, and then he'll end up scoring a hat trick. It doesn't matter. He has to answer to it. Somebody's going to drop the gloves with him. Let that justice happen, and then you suspend him for a game and put your your corporate hat on. But anyway, we hijacked that. So you got Pittsburgh a home and or it's a home and home. I'm guessing. Yep. And then Tuesday. Now the are they home the tomorrow? Time. You no, said it was a home and home. No, I know, but one's a home game for us, and one's, one's a home game, game for us. Pittsburgh. Oh, they're both they're both in Buffalo. No, no, no. That's what I thought. It, so it's a home and home. Pittsburgh. Tonight was Buffalo, right? Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Tonight was oh. in Buffalo. Okay. And then Kings come to town on Tuesday. The Stanley Cup champion. Avalanche come to town on Thursday. That's going to be an interesting match because I feel like Colorado is kind of, I don't want to say petering a little bit, but, I mean, 
ever since it comes back to Boston, I you just I, I hate it pains me to say this, but Boston is, you know, they're having an epic year this year. But ever since Boston knocked down the Avalanche in a five, it was a five to one. Ever since they knocked them down in that five to one blowout, the Avalanche have been on a little bit of a skid. And didn't didn't Buffalo just play Colorado? Yeah, they lost. Because Matt, Matt Nieto's on Colorado, and I, I just want to mention real quick, um, he got knocked out uh, by Rasmus. Um, I forgot his name. Rasmus. Uh, Ra- Sabres? Yeah. Darlene. Um It was. Knocked yeah, out with a punch or a hit? Well, it was it was a hit, but he, he actually just kind of ran into him. Nieto actually kind of ran into him. I mean, it, it, I would. I mean, I it, it was probably considered a hit, uh, but he, uh, I he he. I think he's bad. He, I think he just got knocked out of that game. But yeah, I just want to go back but, to Colorado um, really quick. And, I know you brought up the Bruins, but they they lost uh, tonight to the to the Coyotes. So that's you know maybe that's uh, Bruins are going to be cooling off now. But yeah, you know, finish. I don't know about, yeah. I don't know about that. Blind, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. But going back to the Boston, that might give you or the Boston game for Colorado could give you a little hope for Buffalo. Is um, well, it's a home game as well. So you gotta, you know, obviously you gotta take that into consideration. But since the Boston game, they lost one, two, three. Yeah, they lost their their last four. So since that Boston game, they've they've been in quite a skid. So you know, we'll see we'll see what they do in St. Louis. But I think Buffalo's got a really good shot at that. Buffalo's hot right now. All right, and uh, so that looks like it's going to be a wrap for this episode. And actually, I think there was one. Since we got a couple seconds here, um, Buffalo Brian, you had something about Eichel with the injury. We talked about him going out earlier oh, yeah. in the lower body. He missed two games. He came back tonight. Uh, it was lower body injury. The history with him, he's had a lot of, um, I should say a lot. He missed several games, I believe, his rookie year with a high ankle sprain. But he came back after two games this week, so I'm assuming it wasn't that. Yeah, he got major. I think uh, a, sniper, a sniper took him out. He he got injured in the Detroit game, but I think it was he had the previous injury because I, I think they said he, it was like a aggravate, just re-aggravated it. But yeah, he, nobody was even around him. Was. He just kind of dropped. That's why I said it looked like a sniper took him out. Saw that yeah. clip. Yeah, nobody was even around him. He just kind of like it looked like it had a pulled muscle or a sprain or something with that right leg. But yeah, that's all I got for this week. You know, it'll be an exciting week of hockey next week, and we'll we'll be back on and we'll we'll share our thoughts and feedback and give you all your Preds, Wings, and Sabers news. And you can get us on Facebook, Pred Wings Podcast, Twitter at Pred Wings Pod, emails at Pred Wings podcast at gmail.com and now you can follow us on twitch uh, at some point um we'll be going live on video um that is predwings podcast um but that's that's it for episode 38 
Thanks for tuning in to the Pred Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye-bye, Buffalo. See ya, Smashville.